Good evening, good evening. My name is Lisette and I'm your host. Tonight we continue on levels of prayer, keys to ascending higher by Apostle Stephen A. Garner. We are officially on chapter three and it is entitled Fervent Prayer. Bow your heads where you're at. Let's pray. Serum moroko seteke. Ralaka serum poko shere. Rample meroko po setetete. Hara maraka selum proko shere. Oh, Father God, your word says where two or more are gathered in your name, our prayers are heard. So, Father God, we come in agreement as one body, Father God. One body under all creation. I ask, Father God, that you, Father God, you would minister to every person that is on this uh, frequency, Father God, and that you would elevate us to a greater dimension in our prayer life, Father God. I pray your blessings over our lives. I pray you touch our lips to speak forth your word, Father God. Anoint our lips, Father God. I pray your word where your word says we would hear from heaven and you would instruct us, Father God. I pray, Father God, a greater level and a greater dimension in you, in you, Father God. I ask, Father God, that you would come. We invite you to every home and every area that we sit as we watch, as we hear this broadcast, Father God, that we invite your holy presence. Holy Spirit, come now in the name of Jesus. And I pray, Father, you speak forth in the name of Jesus. Bless us. Give us ears to hear. Give us eyes to see. Give us a heartbeat that's receptive unto you. And I pray that you anoint our lips, Father God, in the name of Jesus. I thank you in advance. I give you glory, glory and honor in the name of Jesus. Heaven come down. Reign your glory in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, let's listen to what fervent prayer is. Fervent prayer is a level of prayer that comes with frequencies of intensity. One of the Greek words for fervent is the word anargio, and it means to be operative and to put forth power. Fervent prayers produce determination and zeal necessary for breakthrough. This is a vital level of prayer for the church. When it comes to operating in the promise of promises of God and manifesting his power, how many of us want to operate in his power? James 5, 16, 18, King's James Version says, Confess your faults to one another. Pray for one another that ye may be healed. The effectual fervent prayer of the righteous man, man avails much. 17. Elijah was a man subject to like passions as we are. He prayed earnestly that it might not rain. And it rained not on the earth by the space of three 
years and six months. Could you imagine to pray so boldly that it would not rain for three and a half years? He did this and his fervent prayers were heard in heaven. And he prayed again and the heavens gave rain on the earth, brought forth her fruit. And then he prayed a second time for it to rain. And then God answered him again. We need to have that kind of faith in God that when we ask for something, it comes to pass, that he hears us. Elijah is the referenced example James refers to. His tenure of ministry was during a time of obstinate rebellion in Israel. They had given themselves over to Baal worship. Their king had married the daughter of Ethabel, the high priest of Baal's worship. Altars, grooves, and shrines were being served, serviced by Israel. This was a total abomination to God. He sends, he sends the prophet Elijah to bring resources. Resource. Elijah confronts King Ahab and pronounces judgment by the way of a drought for 3.5 years over Israel. And immediately the heavens were locked. Over the span of those 3.5 years, he'd experienced different levels of consistent with levels consistent with developing in a level of fever that would eventually eventually lead to a powerful encounter. He goes to a place called Sherith. A brook is there and God commands a raven to feed Elijah. This was when he was in the cave. Sherith means cutting. It's a place of circumcision. Every prayer leader needs to visit Cherish, Cherith, and allow God to circumcise them of their unbelief and develop them in living by supernatural provisions. It's so important that we take time out for God and go into a secret place, whether it's your prayer closet, whether it's a space in your home or where your current state is and stay quiet and listen and not only listen, but also pray earnestly believing that the prayers that you are asking, if it's according to his plan and purpose, he will bring them to pass. This is especially true when you're praying assignment. Your prayer assignment is to judge the very land you live in. Elijah is then commanded by God to visit Zarephath, which means refine or refinery. This is a picture of having raw good convert raw goods converted into market worthy products. Oil, for example, can't be used in an automobile or home until it's refined. 
Let me say this again. Oil, for example, can't be used in an automobile or home until it's refined. Seraphef is where supernatural conversations for prayer leaders and interceding priests occur. The excess of impurities restricting their ascension are, are purged and they get refined. Elijah was finally commanded to ascend to Mount Carmel, which means fruitful. It was there he confronted the prophets of Baal and repaired the altar of the Lord, which was broken down by ruins. I mean, broken down and ruined. Elijah then called upon the Lord and he answered by fire. This is when he mocked them and said, show us your God. And they danced and danced and cut themselves and they truly believed that their God was the mighty God. And then God Almighty, the Lord came upon the altar and answered by fire. The, prophet of ba the prophets of Baal are consumed by the fire and all of Israel returns to the Lord. Hallelujah. Sometimes people need to witness these things in order to believe, unfortunately. It's best to believe before you see it. Elijah then has the daunting task of unlocking the heavens and re reversing the sanctions imposed on Israel. It was a fervent prayer that accomplished this task. He pressed into prayer until the heavens gave way and reigned. The 3.5 years of drought came to an end as Elijah's servants declared a cloud the size of a man's hand was rising. This was a direct result of Elijah's intense and fervent prayers. Come on. I know that he prayed fervently. Uh, he also had to pay a major price um, to get there. But it was all worth it. Hallelujah. Acts 4, 29, 31, Kings James Version says, And now, Lord, behold, they're, thre they're threatening and grant threatenings and grant unto thy servant that with all boldness they may speak thy word by stretching forth thy hand to heal and thy sign and wonder and that sign and wonders may be done by the name of the Lord of thy holy child Jesus. And when they had prayed, the place was shaken where they were assembled together. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and they spake the word of God with boldness. Hallelujah. Apostle Peter and John were apprehended by religious zealots and facing life-destroying circumstances. Imagine the raw emotion 
flowing through them during this intense moment. Their faith in Christ had placed a death sentence upon them. I'm sure all of their theology and theories about prayer went right out the window. I believe it did. They mere adrenaline rushed in itself warranted something from a different dimension to manifest. I'm convinced they tabbed into a level of fervent prayer. Boldness came upon them in the midst of this life-threatening moment, and God responded to their request with an earthquake. Hallelujah to God. Right on time. There's a level of fever we can access in prayer that will lead to the destruction of support systems established to confine, confine us and control our movements. After the place was violently shaken, those present were filled with the Holy Ghost and they spake God's word with boldness. I'm agreeing with you for renewal in the level of fervent prayers in your life and mission is demanding. It's demanding it for sure. May your life of prayer be ignited in the name of Jesus. Many blessings to you all. Until the next, God bless you.